0: This is the Rebel Author Podcast, where we talk about books, business, and occasionally bad words. Hello, Rebels, and welcome to episode 113 of the Rebel Author Podcast. Today, I'm talking to Julia Rozdubuchko all about how to design covers as an indie author. But first, to last week's question, which was, since you started writing, what's the best money you've ever spent? So first in on Patreon, we have Genevieve Scholl, who said, I'm sorry you're not feeling well. Well, thank you, Genevieve. Um, I am glad to say that I'm feeling much better this week. Um, well, <laughs> I say that. Um, I have some other health issues, um, just irritations that are happening uh, that kind of tell me I'm probably burning a little bit too hard right now nothing serious um, but yes I should probably take some rest but uh, I can't do that until Christmas but I am going to take two weeks off at Christmas so I'm kind of burning to uh, the end of, of the year really just to get to, to the school holidays in at Christmas so yeah I'm excited for that. Eden C on Patreon says, "Pro writing aid is 100% the best thing I brought since I started taking this whole writing malarkey seriously about two years ago. And again on Patreon, uh, Lynn says, As we agreed in Poison and Prose, it's definitely the Slack group. After that, it's my iPad and keyboard. It's tactile and it fits in my handbag. Um, I wouldn't get anywhere as near as many words if I didn't love writing on it. On Facebook, Erin McKnight said, Such a great episode, I can't wait to implement some of this. As to the question, editing is by far the best money I spent. You can't skip this step and expect to turn out a quality product. And Ian Worrell also on Facebook agreed and said, probably my editor. Last then on Instagram, we had author Lena M. Johnson say, I got an awesome cover for my reader magnet, which has helped with growing the newsletter. And it made my writing buddy jealous, which is what really matters. (laughs) I love that. Um, A Lemon Life on Instagram uh, gave me a non-writing thing that they'd spent money on. Uh, They said, every little bit I have ever spent on my horse and his care was money well spent. 18 years and I have not regretted him or spending this time and money on on him ever Um, I actually fun fact used to horse ride I I horse rode for about seven years I did it competitively (laughs) surprise um Yeah. And, uh, I used to go on hacks and I helped out at the stables and yeah, I was a hugely horsey kid. Um, and then we still have, uh, sort of horses in the family and stuff, although I don't really ride them anymore. I actually fell off. Um, when I was at university, one of my friends had a horse and I went riding and I got bucked off and I landed on my, uh, butt, like with my legs out straight. And I sort of got, like a, I don't know how to explain it, kind of like a mini whiplash. Um, I I kind of unhooked myself from the stirrups and allowed myself to fall off the horse as I'd sort of been trained, as opposed to like trying to stay on. Um, but unfortunately, even though I managed to come off the horse to safety, I didn't land properly and it did cause quite a few. I've, I still have kind of recurring problems from that. So I haven't, um, I'm just trying to think if I've rode since. I don't think I have, but I would love to uh, go back to riding. Anyway. <laughs> random tangent uh, Tom Fowler on Instagram says my edit sorry Tom Fowler writes on Instagram says my editor is the best money I've spent his work has improved my writing tremendously my drafts are cleaner now and I spend less time on self edits so a lot of um agreement there for editing as the best money Okay, so this week's question is, how do you plan for a new year? I'm really interested in, I suppose, your systems or your planning methods, your methodologies. What is it that you do that really helps you? Um, I have been trying to plan out next year. I'm trying my hardest to wrangle myself into some semblance of realism for the new year. Um, I'm also trying to make sure that I do not put anything now that I've kind of closed so many tabs or I'm still in the process of closing tabs, I'm trying very hard not to take anything else on. Um, I'm also thinking about stepping back a little bit from social media, not completely, uh, but I'm just finding that it doesn't necessarily have the rewards that I think that I used to think it had. And um yeah, I don't know. I just feel like there, you know, I would like to get two nonfiction books out next year. Um, Previously, I've only ever released one in a year. And so I think I've done four over the last four years. And I I would really like to do two next year. I have a lot of ideas for nonfiction. I'm also going to be asking you guys what you would like to see from me. Um, But yeah, so so because I've been planning this week, I sort of have this giant calendar um, on my wall. And I've been trying to put in all the school holidays, all the everybody's leave and all of that stuff. So yeah, I ha- one thing that I find quite difficult is plotting out, um, like when you have multiple tracks open. So when you have um, multiple books, like one's in draft, one's in edits, there's like a course going on or whatever. I find that quite hard to like put into my brain. So yes, I am curious. What are your planning methods? Book recommendation of the week. This week is One Last Stop by Casey McQuiston. Now this book, went straight to the top of, I would say, my favourite books I've read this year. It is a, um, I don't know if it's new adult or adult, but it's kind of, the the characters are sort of 22-ish, I would say, and 24, something like that. And it is a LGBT novel. It is contemporary romance with a hint of time travel in there as well and it was exquisite. Um, the attention to detail, the quirky descriptions, the characterization it was all. Absolutely exquisite. I loved the romance. Um, if you are looking for somebody to study who does really good character descriptions, this is the book you need to read. So it's One Last Stop by Casey McQuiston. And I will, of course, leave um, some affiliate links in the show notes. Okay, so in personal update this week, whoa, I have personally had a really tough week there's a few family things going on um I, uh, yeah, I I'm not gonna go into that it has been a really really rough ride this past week. That said I in work have made tons of progress so I finished editing the original book so Trey um I finished all of the original chapters now because I've decided to end the series here does mean that I need to, write a couple more chapters, two or three, I think. Um, uh, but I hit a bit of a brick wall because the original ending doesn't work. I did edit it, but it still doesn't work. So um, I am—I um, had to sort of take two days off work um, or off wording, I should say. And eventually I got there. I sat down with like post-its and some no- and some pens and stuff and just started thinking up ideas. And I think I've now got it. So after I finish recording this, I'm going back to wording. Um, And fingers crossed, I will get those last four scenes, I've got to insert four scenes and then write two or three chapters, I think. And then of course, I have to go back through and do one final like read and tweak is what I call it. So like I think the f- opening chapters will probably be okay, but then as we near sort of 30 40% through the book, I will need to really tweak some of the the prose and just make sure like repetition and stuff isn't in there. And I'll, I'll be using pro writing aid to do that as well. Right, what else? Okay, so Story Bundle. I have mentioned many, many times about the Story Bundle on the podcast. It is drawing to a close. You only have a couple of weeks left to get your Story Bundle. What is Story Bundle? Well, it's a bundle of 15 or 16 books. With very very world class high quality authors in it, you've got people like Kevin J. Anderson, Andrea Pearson, Mark Lefebvre, Joanna Penn, um, stacks and stacks of authors. And there are books for your craft to help you improve your craft. There are books to help you improve your marketing, your content creation. There are books to help you with your newsletter promos. Um, anything and everything in this bundle. Um, and you, it's a pay what you like. So you pay a certain amount and you'll get four books and then if you pay sort of the the minimum for the the rest of them then you'll get I think the 15 or 16 books and so it equates to essentially about a, about a dollar a book I think it is a fantastic bargain I do highly recommend you all go and have a look at it of course uh, my book is in there uh, eight steps to side characters On top of that, I am running a monster sale! It is Black Friday and Cyber Monday. So, if you would like to get 30% off my courses, that includes both the Anatomy of Prose, the Senses course, and the Villains Masterclass, then you can by visiting. Uh, SashaBlack.thinkific.com and use the code BLACKFRIDAY30. That's BLACKFRIDAY30. And of course, I will leave a link in the show notes to my course page. The Rebel of the Week this week is Chris Williams. Chris says, it was my first time going to a week-long Boy Scout camp. I was among the youngest in my troop and found myself very homesick within a couple of days. To pass the time until I could finally go back home, I took solace in taking lots of photos of nature, trees, clouds, birds, mountains, and bugs. One of the older boys found my camera unattended in my tent, and he and the others mooned themselves oh, with the rest of the film rolls I had. Oh my goodness, me oh dear when I finally got home I had the film developed I saw the photos I was embarrassed and devastated oh bless you I looked up to these guys and they pulled a massive prank on me so I removed all the butt shots (laughs) shots. (laughs) that phrase is amazing oh I'm sorry and brought the rest with me to our first scout meeting after the camp event one of the leaders of our troop was a kind elderly man. I asked him if he'd like to see them with me for the first time. The other boys didn't know I took out the photos of them showing their asses, So they watched in horror <laughs> as the old man and I <laughs> enjoyed photo after photo, wondering if their bums would make an appearance. <laughs> It might not be the most rebellious thing I've done, but I did earn my merit badge in in turning the other cheek. Oh, <laughs> amazing pun. Oh, thank you so much, Chris. That was absolutely fantastic. I'm proper tickled pink with that. If you would like to be a Rebel of the Week, please do send in your story. We are always in constant need of stories. Um, we sort of ebb and flow. Sometimes we get a sort of uh, a small uh, influx of them and then we, we wind wind them down, use them up very quickly. So please, if you have ever considered sending a story, please do send them in. You can email your Rebel story to rebelauthorpodcast at gmail.com and that will be Becca picking that up or you can Instagram me at Sasha Black Author. It is probably better if you email uh, just because occasionally I can forget um, if they have come into my inbox uh, via Instagram. But you can do both and, and do nudge me uh, if you haven't had yours read out. No new patrons this week, but a gigantic... Thank you to all my existing patrons. Uh, if you would like to support the show and get early access to all of the episodes as well as bonus content, then you can from as little as $2 a month by visiting patreon.com forward slash Sasha Black. And I will say that if you are a patron, please do go back and check the kind of back catalogue of um, posts and things. There are a stack of extras in Patreon, and as soon as you are a patron, you get access to all of that. You'll have to sort of dig around and have a fish um, around there, but y- if you you use like the tags and if you have a look at sort of the uh, topics I think they call it on Patreon you should see um different different categories and things. Okay this show is sponsored by Kobo Writing Life so I'm going to play a word from the sponsor and then we will get on with the interview. Hey Rebels we're from Kobo Writing Life Kobo's free fast and easy self-publishing platform. Kobo Writing Life was built by authors for authors, and our team of dedicated book lovers is always working hard to help authors reach new readers around the world. One of the ways we're doing that is by giving you the chance to reach subscription readers by opting your titles into Kobo Plus. Kobo Plus is our subscription program, which offers thousands of titles in an all-you-can-read catalog to readers in select countries. It's currently available in the Netherlands, Belgium, Portugal, and Canada with plans to expand. Stay tuned for that. Authors can opt into all territories or pick and choose as they please. It's really important to us that authors retain complete control over their work, which is why we will never ever ask you to be exclusive. You can opt your books in on a per title basis and continue selling them on all other retailers. Kobo Plus helps get your books in front of a new audience of subscription readers who are a different audience than our typical a la carte readers and allows you to earn money on top of your a la carte sales. Authors get paid for every minute spent reading, including rereads, so opt your books in now and reach even more Kobo readers. If you want to learn more about Kobo Writing Life, check out our blog, podcast, and find us on social. You can create your free account at kobo.com slash writing life. Now back to Sasha. Happy writing. Hello, and welcome to the Rebel Author Podcast. Today, I am joined by Julia Rozdubuchko. Julia is a business development manager at MIBLAT. She finished her bachelor's degree in international economics and joined Miblart in 2019. She started out as a project manager, taking care of ongoing cover projects, and also sales partner manager, uh, consulting new clients and partners about the services and terms. She currently lives in the Ukraine with her husband and son.
1: Hello and welcome. Hi. Hi. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for hosting this (laughs)
0: No, thank you for coming on. Um, So would you like to, I guess, tell everyone a little bit more about you and maybe a little bit more about Miblart as well and sort of how both of you came to to where you are today?
1: Yeah, sure. So um, if someone told me five years ago that I would be a business development manager at book cover design company, I wouldn't probably believe it because I was studying uh, international economics at the university and plan to work in finances. Uh, but when I finished bachelor degree, I was kind of sick of it and I wanted to try something different. So I started this new job at an uh, IT company and it wasn't going really well because I wasn't into the product that company was offering. So when I got a job offer from NibelArt, I thought, wow, that, that must be really fun And uh, book covers uh, sounded like something really interesting. And I started to learn all about self-publishing platforms, book sizes, uh, all cover design tricks, book marketing, because I had to understand my uh, target audience uh, to, to be able to help. So I started out as a sales rep, consulting authors about cover design service, and I still happily do that if someone contacts me on Facebook. Uh, I've also managed cover projects. Uh, I was like this middleman between author and designer, which was super important experience to understand the process. And then I ended up working with partners looking for ways to develop this business. Anyway, I'm, I'm really happy to be uh, working in self-publishing community because I constantly meet new incredibly talented people and I, I get to see many books created many covers created and it's always really fun and something new.
0: Yeah I love that yeah. and so a random question I haven't prepared you for yeah. do you so, read are you a reader?
1: Uh, yes I am a reader but uh, actually I, I have read a lot uh, a few years ago uh, right now, it's uh, less. I m- mostly read nonfiction books like uh, self-development, uh, some maybe something about psychology, children's psychology, because I am a mom and it's really important to me uh, how to raise successful children and uh, how to make them good people. So that's what I mostly read right now. And yep. I love paperbacks and Harvard hardbacks. But lately... I discovered audiobooks and it's much better for me to I can read more books by listening to them so
0: um non totally counts by the way I know you yeah, sort of said yeah. that you read less but hey any any reading counts whether it's audiobook <laughs> it's nonfiction, you know it, it it all counts and also I think it's so wonderful that um I think I don't know like I am wildly biased but I think it's really important <laughs> that parents read in front of their kids you know because I think that helps to foster um a child's um if not love of reading then like they come to accept it as that is a part of life and people read and therefore they're more likely to pick up um books or at least that's that's what I'm trying to do I'm trying to show Atlas that I think you know reading is um really important and I and I really think it's helping him at school as well based off what you know we just had a parents evening but anyway that's complete tangent um yeah, yeah. so uh, I love I love also paperbacks I don't love hardbacks they hurt my fingers yeah. when I hold them they look pretty yeah <laughs> They look lovely um, and I love the feel of them and how they look on my shelf. I just hate reading them um, because they hurt my hands. (laughs) I've got like short stubby fingers. I totally
1: understand you. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I usually, I buy many uh, hardbacks because of their look and it looks really super cool on the shelf, Yes, (laughs) but I try to to, uh, limit myself to the number of books I can buy because I don't have my own house right now. But I guess that in the future, I will have lots of them
0: yeah and so tell everyone a little bit about Miblart as well because I've actually used your services and you guys yeah. helped to create um the rebel anthology so I'm uh editing now the stories in the background um and they're going to go off back to the the authors who are part of um the anthology very soon well probably maybe at the latest end of November um and so yeah I love the cover and um I thought the service was a ridiculously quick um and be incredibly Efficient and generally fantastic. And uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, I haven't come back to you for the paperback yet, but I know that's only a matter of a few months away. Um, but yeah, so would you like to tell everyone a little bit about what Miblark can do, the services they have, um, that kind of stuff?
1: Yeah, of course. So Mible Art is a Ukrainian-based cover design company. We are a team of cover designers, project managers, marketers, content writers, and uh, formatters, animators, and other specialists. Uh, We have cover designers specializing in different genres, styles, techniques, so we uh, produce uh, illustrated covers as well as photographic covers. And our goal is to deliver high quality marketable covers of all styles, genres, and formats, um, and for the most reasonable price possible. And the best terms like unlimited revisions, quick turnaround time, excellent customer service. Uh, We also always wanted to offer the best terms for the value. And also, uh, it was important for us to be more than just a cover designer for the authors, because. Uh, We want to share knowledge about self-publishing, cover design, book marketing because trends change and we want to be up to date and we want to uh, keep you guys posted. That's why our content manager, uh, content writer, uh, regularly updates our blog with useful articles and also we provide other services like logos and branding, interior formatting and cover animation.
0: Aha. Now that is music to my ears. I did not know you do logos and I am after a logo. So I might have to drop (laughs) you an email afterwards. (laughs) Um, Oh, that's fantastic news. Um, Yeah. And I have to say, you don't just have to take uh, for listeners. You don't just have to take my opinion for it. They are also an alliance of independent author um, vetted partner. So um, the ally has like this list of uh, vetted. They go through quite a rigorous vetting process uh, of approved partners. So Yeah, you guys also have uh, 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 that kind of uh, approval, trusted credibility. I don't know quite what the word is, but uh, yeah. So, okay, so let's get into cover design then. You obviously work with an awful lot of authors. You obviously get to see an awful lot of covers. So what mistakes do you think indie authors make when it comes to covers?
1: Well, the first thing that comes to my mind, uh, because there are a lot of them, <laughs> but first of all, I would say it's doing them by yourself without any graphic design background, without any knowledge about fonts, etc. Because uh, you can see many covers on Facebook uh, done uh, by amateurs, and um, you can see that instantly because uh, the fonts are not right for the genre. It can be cover consisted of two images, uh, copy-pasted, one image copy-pasted into the background and it's copy-pasted roughly and you can see that. Uh, so yeah, that would be the first um, mistake I would say because um, there are so many designers out there and you can get a cover at any budget right now. And uh, I think it's always a good idea to uh, work with a professional when it comes to graphic design. And yeah when you go uh, when we um, talk about mistakes uh, there are a lot of them uh, concerning that uh, that the covers are not uh, right for the genre the covers are uh, not well balanced um, not uh, there is not right contrast and so many other things that you cannot count actually
0: yeah absolutely i think unless you are a cover designer and a writer, I do think, you know, that it is worth getting um, a designer. And I always remember I was in this conference, and I was watching a presentation from a very well known designer. And he had one book cover, like sort of the background to the cover. And then he all he did was change the font. That was it. He changed the font. And it literally changed this book from like, thriller to YA to romance and I like my mind was blown that like something just the font can completely change the genre Um, and I think that is so important and definitely something that is worth uh, paying a professional to sort out for you. Um, okay, so I think everybody knows that a cover is really important to get right. But what kinds of things, you know, should a, should a writer be researching when it comes to designs in their genre? We've talked about genre in terms of cover, but what, what are people looking for?
1: Uh, Yes, you should really know uh, your audience first, you should really know who will be your target reader, what he wants, and what emotions he's looking for, Uh, what kind of things would intrigue him, what kind of things would interest him, so that's first thing you should think about, and then you should research that uh, which style fits your genre, should it be illustrated cover or should it be photographic cover, maybe rendered cover it's important to think about that, about a composition, about what to show on the cover. Uh, should you tell the story? Probably not. Probably just uh, give a hook and intrigue the reader. And so the cover should show something that interests your readers, but not tell the story. And that's really hard task to do. So you should consider where you are going to sell your book, uh, in what size will the readers see it before buying, and uh, of course, coming from that, what formats will you sell it in and uh, what kind of emotions, et cetera. So it's all, all should be sorted out before you start working on the cover design.
0: Yeah, and, and so when somebody comes to you what kind of information should they already know? Should they have already made some decisions? Should they have something in mind, or can they just come to a designer with with nothing? Or like, how, how prepared should should a, an author be?
1: Well, authors should definitely know already the platform they're gonna publish on. Uh, the format should it be ebook or a full wrap paperback, hardback. Uh, also, uh, I think the book description or blurb or back copy should be ready uh, to, so the designer could read it. And uh, also, you should uh, decide, probably decide the style and technique that would suit your book because designers tend to specialize. If you choose in the freelance designer, for example, you'll probably specialize in one style, And you should determine before you come to him if it works for you, for your book. But in some cases, you can also uh, discuss it with the designer and maybe get some consultation or something. Because, uh, for example, Middle Art provides uh, free consultations to advise what kind of cover would work better, illustrated or photographic, for Ah. for example.
0: That's yeah, so that's what I was going to ask a follow up question on. When you say style, what is that that you mean? Um, do you mean sort of like I know uh, there's like a stampy type cover that sort of, I don't know, it looks like paper cut out paper cut out type look there's people yeah. real people sort of photo realism on covers there's um you know graphic illustrative sort of covers there's yeah i don't know i suppose like i don't know can you reel off some of the i mean i, I don't know all the right terms but what are all the different well, types
1: i would say there are like definite terms in terms of styles because there are so many styles there are gritty dark covers cleaner covers a uh, year some uh, old fashioned looking covers uh some are illustrated like animations like uh they are like um yeah animated looking covers and realistic covers even illustrated covers can look uh, realistic more to realism and some can be uh, like cartoonish looking so there are such a big var- variety of styles that it's hard to to talk about, to tell it all, but we can talk about technique. Technique is actually whether you're using photos or illustrate or using renders.
0: Mm-hmm. So it's really important, then, I suppose, that authors have gone out and done their own research and had a look to see yeah. what they like, what appeals, what is um like the most common style in their genre,
1: for example. Yes, of course. You can go to Amazon. Sorry, I'm just going to. Uh, say that uh, you always can go to Amazon and not only look at the bestsellers, you can look at the sellers of course, of your genre, but just take a look at all the, the scroll, the covers in your genre and think, uh, try to think with a clear head, which covers catch your attention and why, which elements would catch your attention and which covers uh, just get lost and why so you can determine uh, what do you think would work for your book and you can determine which things you like of course and you can just uh, gather some examples of course uh, to like to set a mood board uh, because not only uh, it's important to uh, gather like some important info genre uh, back cover copy etc you should give uh, the designer uh, the key message you want to uh, convey with this book and of course the mood of your story uh, so always you can create a mood board from the covers you think that are similar to yours and uh, you should th- really think what emotions should you cover awoke and tell that to your designer because the designer will be able to uh to implement this idea with the right details with the right colors etc
0: mm-hmm. mm-hmm. okay Do you think an indie author ever needs to update their covers? And if they do, when and why would they consider doing that?
1: Yes, I think in many cases, the covers should be updated. Uh, There are two main signs that show it's time to consider changing your cover. The first one, if your readers get get confused about the genre, for example, if you've gotten several uh, negative reviews saying that uh, from disappointed readers who say that they were expecting some expecting something else from the cover. And the other reason, of course, where sales number are not growing. And there are many reasons for that, of course, but cover design is one of the main reasons uh, often. So you should think about that. And of course, trends and styles change. So if you uh, publish your cover a while ago, sometimes it's just a great idea to think that maybe uh, trends and styles changed and you should update it uh, so it would fit better And maybe it would be uh, just a fresh, fresh breath for your book and uh, new readers would come.
0: Yeah, I've always wondered about whether or not I should update my nonfiction books. I kind of feel like I've gotten four books deep now. I don't really want to update them unless there's sort of a problem and they stop selling or something like that. I don't know. Um, Okay, so one thing that um, I think writers often struggle with. How do you know if a book cover is good?
1: Well, uh, there are several ways to know that. First of all, uh, you, can, you can look at it uh, yourself and see if it's well-balanced, pleasant to look at, if it makes you stop scrolling. You could put it uh, next to the other covers on Amazon of your genre and see if it stands out or get lost. And of course, you can see, uh, ask your friends, ask other people maybe in Facebook groups, your readers, probably you can ask as well uh, to see what they say, uh, because it's better to, to get lots of opinions before you decide to do something, whether it's buy a new pre-made or update old cover, or maybe you have come up with something and made something in Canva. So you can always ask people and, and, and get some feedback.
0: OK, so I've got some questions from patrons now um, yeah. Lynn Reed Aubrey says, what do you wish new authors would stop doing when they come to you uh, or, or when they come to doing cover creation?
1: Well, we actually kind of covered that question already, uh, new authors, because uh, they often uh, try to uh, do covers by themselves really often. And you can see that in many, many Facebook groups, and it's better to get some professional help with that. So I would really advise to do uh, research. And if you want to do this by yourself, it's it's fine too. just do your research, Uh, maybe uh, get some skills and do that right. Before you uh, just do something quick, and then try to sell your book with it.
0: One thing I always feel, and this is, <laughs> this sounds so petty, but this is sort of more of like an inner bugbear, is when authors don't make strategic decisions with their covers. So like, for example, you often find in one genre, there are two broad camps of covers. So like traditional covers will look a certain way. And then indie yeah. author covers will look a different way. Sure. But authors won't necessarily like often they will pick a cover just because they like it rather than picking it for the marketing strategy that they want to use. So like, sometimes you have to pick a cover Mm -hmm. that isn't necessarily the best cover. Like some, sorry, what am I trying to say? Sometimes you have to pick a cover that isn't necessarily the cover that you really want. So for example, I've had, um, a book cover designed and I spent an absolute fortune on it. Um, and, I love it. It's the greatest cover I've ever had designed and I, I don't think I can use it. Um, I think I'm going to have to have it redesigned because um, I've changed the story to be an LGBT story and it's just not, it just doesn't fit anymore. And um, so, yeah, like some, like, and that's really painful to me, but as a, uh, on the business side, I've really got to weigh up whether I'm happy putting a cover on it that doesn't necessarily reflect the content. I mean, it does reflect the content, but it doesn't reflect the LGBT aspect of the content. Um, yeah. Or, you know, am I going to have it redesigned? Am I going to go somewhere else and have a new cover done? Um, and and I think that, you know, like what I was just sort of talking about, that divide between indie covers and trad covers. And you can have whichever one you want, but you have to know that having, say, a trad cover means you're probably going to be better off following different types of marketing methods than you are necessarily doing a very indie looking cover because that attracts certain types of readers um and I yeah I just think that I don't know I don't know I guess people underestimate the importance of covers or like how much thought needs to go into it I don't know I don't know I've definitely made mistakes I've just explained a mistake that I've made
1: (laughs) so you know Uh, I totally Totally agree with you, because many people see the covers as, a well, wow, that's so beautiful. But if it's beautiful, it doesn't necessarily mean it will work and sell your book. So you shouldn't always think about beauty of the cover. But if it's marketable, if it's great uh, looking at the thumbnail size, uh, if it will be noticeable enough. So these are things you should think about. And of course, if it fits the genre, the right font, the right colors, the right emotions. too. To exactly. Evolve
0: yeah okay, so Matt Goodall asks, when you consider that styles and trends change, at what point should an author ho- oh, so this we're kind of talking about this, what point should an author hold on to their vision of a book cover versus trusting an industry professional? um yeah, I'm not going to read the rest of that sentence. Wow. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's that's a really good question a really important topic to talk about because um, it happens a lot when authors come to designer and uh, they uh, sometimes they, they, say, they say like uh, yeah I totally trust you but when it comes to the uh, vision that designer proposes author says no it doesn't work uh, let's do that and just do what they what they think is right and sometimes authors come with uh, just uh, they have this image in their minds and uh, they just see it and they want it uh, implemented this way. And when designer says it wouldn't really work th- like this, for example, we cannot do that with photographic uh, uh, photographic way. We cannot do that with photos. Uh, we should illustrate it, for example. And author says, no, I don't have a budget for illustrated cover. So let's just do that with photos. And it's impossible sometimes to do uh, the concept to implement it with photos. So it's important to listen to the designer because they know some technical aspects. They know what would look better because the idea can be great, but not, not really uh, possible to implement it in certain way. So yeah, I think uh, the last uh, word should also always be uh, an author's word because uh, author knows what uh, the book sh- cover should communicate better. It's their book and they should decide. Uh, but it is really important business decision. It's important to keep in mind that it is a business decision, not just uh, a beautiful picture. And it's it's really great idea to listen to your designer and really great idea to work as a team. So you can have a discussion before you start and you can share your ideas. Uh, the designer can make suggestions and when you come up with a concept, you can work on it and then uh, come up with the best cover best result of course the last word should be uh from the author Mm
0: -hmm. and so judith asks how do you pick a cover when you what you're writing is cross genre
1: oh that's a great question as well (laughs) i love it actually very important topic as well because uh, many designers and authors and designers get confused about this first of all um you should define which, is, which genre is the most important. For example, sky-fi romance. Uh, you should define what, what is it more. Is it more sky-fi or romance and come from it because if it's more sky-fi, uh, you should uh, focus on that, this genre and add some hints of the romance genre, for example. So you can uh, make a composition uh, based on sky-fi add ships, for example, and uh, uh, the certain font that works for Sky-Fi and uh, maybe place a couple on the cover that will hint for the romance and maybe add some secondary color, maybe a bit of red, a bit of uh, rose uh, to hint that there is some romance in the story. So there are many ways to do that, but you should always keep in mind that, that there should be one main genre and you should, uh, when you... Uh, when you look at the cover in a small size, the first, uh, you should see the genre that is the main genre. Mm-hmm. It can be 50 50 in most cases.
0: Okay, and um, would you like to explain um, the process of working with middle Sort of if, if, a, if a new writer comes to you, like, ha- take talk us through what happens through that design um, and delivery process?
1: Yeah, of course. So first of all, it, uh, it depends on whether you come with a certain idea or do you want to get an idea from us? Because mostly authors come with a certain idea. And in this case, they just uh, go to our website and um, fill out the order form uh, where they put all the important info, back cover copy, genre, uh, of course, platform format, etc., And they uh, describe their idea at some uh, examples and they have the examples of the covers they like, like a mood board. And after that, they place an order, no payment at the first stage. And uh, our, we have project manager who reviews the info and he can ask some additional questions if something is not clear, uh, something's needed. And when everything is in place, our designer starts working on it. We deliver a cover within five business days and uh, then authors takes a look and if something needs to be changed author uh, writes it to the uh, project manager and the revisions are implemented, implemented within three business days so all the files are delivered um, with watermarks before the payment is done and uh, you can ask as many revisions as you want and when you see that you're happy with the result you can get you can just say hey guys i'm ready to pay and you pay the invoice and get final files without watermarks. So that's how it works with a photographic cover design. But with illustrated, it's all similar. But we take fifty percent deposit to start working on the illustrated cover. And the other half when you happy with the design
0: yeah and um if if writers sort of want the ebook and they know they want the paperback but they're not necessarily ready to give you files and uh, the the sort of templates from from KDP or Ingram or whatever they can do that as well can't they they can sort of get the final design and then you'll overlay it on the um the template sort of at a later date
1: yeah sure uh, actually we have have all the templates all you need to say that uh the platform which platform you uh, like to use and you can uh, order even a full wrap package paperback but we can design ebook first and actually full wrap we can design full wrap but you will come later with the final page count uh, and we'll adjust the size so that you could upload it to the platform so yeah no extra charge for that you can do it anytime later even in a year after the project is finished
0: yeah yeah I'm notorious for that because I like to have the cover but before I start yeah. writing um it really inspires yeah. me to like get the story done all right well this is the rebel author podcast I know you've been waiting for this question oh my <laughs> can, <God>. you, <laughs> can you tell everyone about a time you unleashed your inner rebel
1: yes so I have a story um uh, it's a long one but I will tell it uh, sh- uh, really short make it short uh, so i left my parents house when i was 17 uh, i left uh, and i went to another city to study uh, international economics and um well i had this plan in my life that i study then i uh, go to another company another country sorry to germany i wanted to go to germany for the exchange uh, studying and then I, I wanted to focus on my career and then maybe, maybe marriage or something. Yeah, And uh, but uh, something happened. I met my husband on the first year of my studying, fell in love completely. And I got pregnant on the first year of my studying. It was so unexpected that I didn't know what I'm gonna do in my life. So uh, second year, I, I had a baby and on the third year I, of my studying, I should have been going to Germany uh, if I passed the exam, got a scholarship, and got, went to Germany. And I was, I was thinking that maybe uh, it's, it isn't gonna happen, happen because I have a husband and I have a baby, a toddler then, and I thought it's impossible. But, but my husband is actually is a hell of a rebel. So he's, he said to me that. Uh, well, we are going to do it. Yeah. We are going to do it and we're going to go and everything's going to work out. And so I studied hard, uh, studied German because I never studied it in school. I learned it in university, uh, passed the exam, barely, <laughs> but passed the exam, got a scholarship and then it was a hard way actually because we I had I had a visa but I needed to get a visa for a kid for my husband and I had to write university I wrote the first motivational letter and I got a response that it's not possible to get an invitation for them then I wrote another time to another department another motivational letter telling why it's so important for me and uh they sent me invitations We applied for visa. It wasn't guaranteed that we get visa, but we got visas. And then I thought, oh my God, how how are we gonna live with a kid in another country for six months and I need to study in another language. It seemed really impossible, but I wanted to do that so much that we actually made it work. My husband was with a kid. I was studying, I was working part-time and we had a lovely time there. So this story is actually about It's a rebellion against my fear because I feared it a lot and it turned out great. So it says that you should really do what you want, even if it seems really hard and impossible to do.
0: I love that story so much. I, one, I love how supportive your husband is. I think that's fantastic. Yeah. Two, I love um, that it's such a journey of empowerment as well. And like that slaying the fear beast. One of my favorite quotes, I can't remember who says it, but um, goes something like, everything you want is on the other side of fear. And um, yeah, that just kind of, that story just encaptures that beautifully. And I think, yeah, oh, what a lovely story. And I'm so glad that you got to go. And I just think that's wonderful um yeah what brilliant rebellion okay yeah. Yeah. tell everyone where they can find out more about you um, and like your services and everything that happens at meblart
1: uh, yeah so we have um a website meblart.com where you can find um all the services listed all the info and all pricing and you can place an order there and we also have a 24 7 chat chat bot- Chat with the real people there. You can um, get an answer to your question anytime, and you can also find us on Facebook, Mobile Cover Book Cover Design. Uh, find me Julia Rosdebotka on Facebook, and if you have any question, feel free to contact me and discuss your project with me. Uh, so yeah, and I will, of course, you will leave all the links in your podcast. So that's it.
0: Okay. Perfect. Yes, of course. If anyone is looking for a book cover um, or logo design or or other bits, then um, all of the links will be in the show notes. Well, thank you so much for your time today. And of course, a gigantic thank you to all of the show's listeners and the show's patrons. If you would like to get early access to all of the episodes, then you can do so by visiting patreon.com forward slash Sasha Black. I'm Sasha Black, you were listening to Julia Rozdobuchko, and this was the Rebel Author Podcast. Next week, I'm going to be joined by MJ Fiev, and we have a in-depth discussion about money, finances, business, like managing money as a business owner, multiple streams of income, and all of that good stuff. I think this is a timely discussion. With the new year starting, it's a chance to to break in new habits and uh, yeah, have another think about money and what money in your business needs to look like. So join me next week for that. Don't forget to tune in and subscribe on your podcatcher and when you have a moment, please leave a review.